Ladies and gentlemen, I am happy to announce that I am now an ambassador for Fanatics. So the next time you're thinking about buying a jersey or anything to support your favorite team or even favorite wrestler, visit Fanatics.com by clicking the link in this description. Uh, one of my early memories, I used to watch Action News when I was a kid. We used to, uh, that, that was pretty much what we watched during dinner time. And mm-hmm. at one point in time during the show, they take a wide shot of the studio and the floor director of the show accidentally steps in front of the camera. I said this time and time again, the internet has a great way of bringing like-minded folks together. Today's episode, I welcome in a good brother who's been on the wrestling talk show with me and I've been on his sports talk show, but I wanted to bring him on so he could share his story because he, even though he is from Philly, born and raised, and that's where he works, he spent quite a bit of time in Baltimore. He's a Morgan State grad, and then he also worked at one of our local TV stations during a crucial time where the Ravens came to town as well as when they won the Super Bowl. And that is the good brother, Jonathan L. Brown. Jonathan is somebody who I really enjoy his passion for Morgan State. Most importantly, his passion of being a father. And I also enjoy the fact that he has an online internet music station and he plays some of the best songs that I enjoy. And as I noted in this show, it got me through a lot of days at work. So ladies and gentlemen, here is my conversation with my brother, Jonathan L. Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, I have a good friend of mine, one of my OGs in the game, the good brother from <laughs> Philly, but you know, he is a Morgan State grad. The yes, one right. and only. Mr. The national Dale. treasure. You already know. You already, you already know. know about the, the <laughs> national treasure. Hashtag bear pride. Bear pride ha- all day. Hashtag bear down. <laughs> Hashtag I'm so glad. Hashtag orange and blue through and through. There you go. Even, even though I'm wearing a, a temple hoodie today because I love temples still. It's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome Jonathan L. Brown to break What's it through. Good, Glass ceilings. I'm so excited. I unplugged my, my headphones. <laughs> that's how, that's how oh, hyped man. I am to be on this show. Oh, man. I appreciate it. How you doing? I am good, man. Let me tell you something. This is an honor, bro. Oh, for I've real? Been watching you do your, I, it is, man. I've been watching you do your thing. And it's lo- like low-key. I've been waiting for my opportunity to get on this show. <laughs> oh, I've seen, it's like I, I, I've watched, because you've had some good guests, and you've done a, a lot of good shows. And Thank I know you've you. done like, like, how many episodes of this have you done now? It's like, this is like 101. Plus the um, uncomfortable conversation. So, mm-hmm. so it's I, a lot. I am, I am <laughs> guest number 101. I will take that. Yeah, one hundred and one, man. Ex- I will accept that. I, I, I am honored. Nah, I, it's an honor to have you on here, bro. Um, you know, appreciate uh, you, man. You, you know, shout out to our good sister Renee, who created the Journalists on the Rise group, bringing yes, a lot yes. of great people together. You know, I want to before we get into the show, you know, just publicly thank you for all your support and everything I've done. From I mean, from when I was creating content for Johns Hopkins, you know, and man, even then, I have to give you your props too because brother. You got me through some mornings, uh, just with the music. 
Uh, no. You know, you got me. I'll be sitting there at the desk editing um the show in case you missed it. I used to mm-hmm. produce. And yeah, you got me through some of them days. <laughs> uh, you I know, some of the, that, man. Was, yes, you know, some, some of the crisis that was going on at the hospital or, you know, in mm-hmm. the, within the university. So, you know, I definitely appreciate you. Glad to hear that, man. Glad, glad to hear it, man. It's, it is good to know sometimes. Well, I shouldn't even say sometimes. It's always good to know mm-hmm. that, you know, your work is not in vain. That there's somebody feeling what you're doing. You know, you want to keep persevering. People will say it all the time, you know, keep persevering no matter what. But sometimes, you know, as much as they say, you know, you want to give people their flowers while, you know, while they're still here, it's also good to smell them sometimes too. You know, Absolutely. take back, you know, it's good to know that your work is appreciated. It's good to know that you out that you out here touching some folks. Mm-hmm. But man, uh, before we get started, how you feeling? How's everything been going for you? I am good. You know, I'm a I'm a Philadelphia uh, native. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, uh, the football team that I cheer for uh, has a uh, a big game coming up. You know, I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. That you know, that's a good thing. Uh, you know, my health is good. Got got a bunch of podcasts out here. I'm just out here working, out here grinding. You know, you talked about the music. PhillyGoFlow.com is still, you know, still putting out good music. Still, pl- you know, providing a service for people. So I'm, I'm in a good place, man. I'm in a really yeah, good place. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, you know, we're recording this before the Super Bowl, so I'll just say that uh, I'm gonna put this on record that I hope the Eagles win. Uh, I appreciate that too. Yeah, yeah, you know, Pat Mahomes, Patrick, as his mother would say, he got mm-hmm. his Super Bowl. You know, it's cool. Uh, and somebody who don't have a dog in a fight, you know, I, I like to see Jalen Hurts get his, especially exactly. considering all the doubters that he had. And, and people always picking, finding something. So I like mm-hmm. to see him get his. But um, you know, it, this is number. You going for number two with, with two within five, six, seven two years. Within, yes, and, and, and when you think about the fact that you know it's two within five years mm-hmm. after going pretty much my entire life with zero. You, you know, you talk about not having a dog in in the fight. You know, I've consistently not had a dog in this fight pretty much my whole life. You know, mm-hmm. so so I know where you've been. I understand that seat. Uh, it, it sometimes can get a little frustrating watch two teams that aren't yours yeah. uh, play for a championship, but still, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, right now, you know, it's before the Super Bowl when people, when people watch this and people hear this podcast, you should know exactly how I feel at the time <laughs> by the result. Right. You know, if, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, trust me, I am very happy right now. If they lost, um, if you see me on the street, don't talk to me. Um, just, just leave me alone. Just let me be. I, I got a process. Yeah. Well, I tell you this, man. Um, you know, talk about you know not having a dog in a fight. It's easier when you know your team don't have a chance. The, mm-hmm. the I say the uh, year the Ravens lost to the Titans, and those the time they lost to the Patriots and the Steelers, and uh, you know those championship games those hurt. But when you and obviously you know well I. I, I I don't know what it's like to lose a Super Bowl as a Ravens fan. But what mm-hmm. I can say is that Eagles team y'all had in 04, that yeah. was my squad. See, T.O. is my favorite wide receiver of all time. Uh-huh. I know okay. some people feel certain ways about him. And at the time, Donovan was my favorite quarterback. 
So mm. I was heavy into the Eagles. I actually had the hat mm. and I lost it. Um, but I was heavy into the Eagles. So that was probably, if I'm looking back, yeah, that was probably the first time I experienced a Super Bowl heartbreak. Oh, boy. Because oh. that was the one I really wanted, you know. Now, now I'll, I'll, I will tell you, probably the most heartbreaking as far as football wasn't wasn't necessarily the Super Bowl, losing the Super Bowl because it was Tom Brady. You, you mm. know, in a, you were excited. You hoped to win. But in the back of your mind, you knew it was Tom Brady. So really, there was you knew it was there was a chance. Uh -huh. I would say a couple years before that, before they got to that point, uh, the Eagles lost in the NFC Championship game to the Tampa Bay Bucks, and oh, that was yeah. probably the most soul-crushing loss of my sporting life. That mm -hmm. Super Bowl with uh, that Super Bowl between Tampa Bay and Oakland remains yeah. the only Super Bowl of my lifetime that I did not watch. I could oh, not bring wow. myself to watch it. I was so heartbroken because I, I just felt like that was our year. That was our opportunity. If you remember mm -hmm. the game, the game started out fast. I think the Eagles jumped out to an early lead and I just knew it. We were going to go to the Super Bowl. It was going to happen. And then Tampa Bay happened. And I was like, you know what? Man, football is dumb. I don't want to watch Man. this anymore. It's, it's funny, but I, I, I will tell you this. Mm -hmm. you, know, you talk about Ravens championships. I was living in Baltimore. I was still in Baltimore when the Ravens won their first championship in 2001. And, you know, they just had that ESPN special about the, uh, the yep. bullies of, of Baltimore. And I always tell people in Philly that 2000, 2001 Ravens team was probably as likable a team as I've ever seen. That's probably the most likable non-Philly team I've ever come across. Just personalities that you like, you know, Ray Lewis and Peter Bolaware, Mike McCrary, Goose, late great Goose, yeah. um, Sh Shannon Sharp, Rod Woodson. That was just a likable team. And I liked watching them. I enjoyed watching them. You know, that was back, you know, prime Ray Lewis. When Ray Lewis starts speaking, you go to a wall for Ray. Mm -hmm. You know, Ray starts talking. It's like, you know, it wouldn't matter. Every, everything Ray said seemed like it was a, a sermon. Yeah, you know? how about that? <laughs> everything he said seemed like a sermon. I just loved watching it. So when they won that Super Bowl, I was happy for Baltimore. Yeah. I was like, I'm I'm driving back to my apartment. I'm driving down uh, Cold Spring Lane. Wow. And I'm on the corner of Cold Spring and York. And there were people out there in the corner just banging pots and pans, mm -hmm. celebrating the Ravens. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I need to feel this for myself. Mm. I need my team. I, I, I want to know what this is like. This is great. I, I need to feel this. That's how I feel about the Orioles. Yeah. <laughs> I just want one. I just, just want one. I understand. I understand. So, yeah, when did you decide that you wanted to get into uh, video and audio and production and radio? Um, honestly, like at at a at a very early age, you know, we were always we were TV watchers in our house. We were news watchers, and it was always a dream of my brother and I. It was someone that we both wanted to do. Um, we used to you know, have a little uh have a tape recorder we make little radio shows of our own and i used to always say uh one of my 
early memories, I used to watch Action News when I was a kid. We used to, uh, that, that was pretty much what we watched during dinner time. And mm-hmm. at one point in time during the show, they take a wide shot of the studio. And the floor director of the show accidentally steps in front of the camera. He didn't realize it. He steps in front of the camera. He looks up. He realizes he's on camera and he runs out the shot real quick. But I thought it was so cool. I thought his headset was cool. I thought, you know, what he was doing. He had his rundown. And I remember like, I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. And I used to want to think and I used to think to myself, I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, since I was since I was a kid, this was my brother and I, we had always talked about doing this. This is something we always wanted to do. Um you know, uh, my brother's, uh, he's three years younger than me, but, uh, he, you know, we both followed our dreams. I was able to, you know, start my, start my television career in, in TV, uh, in TV production. He also was able to start his career. Now he's in, he, my brother's in Raleigh now. He's an anchor in, uh, ABC affiliate in Raleigh. So here we are now, 20 something years later, both feet, you know, both paying bills with TV money. So now, I've, it's, it's that's, always been a dream. That's amazing, man. And, you know, it's, I, I'm so happy you got a chance to tell that story. We mm-hmm. we hear a lot about, you know, overcoming or falling into it. But it's very rare you hear somebody get interested. Your interest peaked off of a mistake. Let's call it for what it is, you know. And, and the fact is, too, um, for you and your brother to both be doing this, you know, that's mm-hmm. a blessing. And I know, you know, your yeah. parents was proud. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Parents, now, uh, parents are okay. proud, um, and it was it was it, honestly it was just always something that interested us, you know, mm-hmm. interested us. Um, you know, just from like I said, used to make little radio shows and and things. And uh, our high school, the high school that we graduated from, North Penn High School in uh, Lansdale, Lansdale, PA, they had a TV production course, had a TV cha- their own cable channel. And they provided a TV production course. Uh, we both got in the course uh, as early as we could uh, during our soft, our high school sophomore years. Mm-hmm. Stayed in a program till we graduated. I went to Morgan State. My brother went to Howard, and you know we both you know, just followed our goals. Man, that's dope. Now, when did you? Um, how did you, y'all choose your schools? You know, um, and what. What was it about Morgan State that stood out for you? No, I'm, I'm, you know, in in full transparency, I wasn't always the best student. Okay. And and for me, you know, when it came time for to choose a college, I did not have a lot of options. Mm. And but it was something uh, my Morgan came along for me because, quite frankly, like my, my entire family is is all HBCUs. That's that's everybody. My father graduated from North Carolina A and T. My mother graduated from Morgan. My brother, and my sister, and my sister's husband, and my sister's husband's sister, all went to Howard. So you know, you know, dinner time conversations be something else sometimes. But <laughs> for me, uh, Morgan was pretty much my only option. But once I got there, it was the only option I needed. Wow. Like from, from day one, I knew I was where I was supposed to be. And like, I, you know, it's, it's not just a saying, I'm so glad I went to Morgan state. You know, that's, that's you know, I, 
I'll put it out there just like that. Now, what was the uh, program like when you was there? Because, like, I know when I was there, um, I was the last, uh, last class where it was the communications department. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to Dwayne Wickham. He would, right. the next year, 2013, 2014, change it to the School of Global Journalism, which you've been in there since, right? Have you gone through I, this? You know what's crazy? I, I have not. Uh, you've been I to mean, homecoming. You've been I, on I, campus. I've been, I've, been on, I've, been on, I've been to homecoming. I've been on campus. I have yet to go to the new building. I need to. That needs yeah. to change. That you, you do, man. That needs to change. <laughs> um, I am I'm a Banneker guy. I My whole entire... You know, Morgan Communications' life was mm-hmm. in Banneker. Um, Oof. Honestly, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there were some, some, some lean times, but mm-hmm. honestly, it, and it, they, were, they were definitely times that you, it, it made it easy to take for granted while you're there. Yeah. But when you once you get finished and you look back, you realize that one, you learned more than you thought you did. And that what you were learning was a lot more useful than you thought it it would be at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, there were times, you know, we're looking at the equipment and and what it wasn't always the most state of the art equipment. Mm -hmm. But once I got into the workforce, I would still see a lot of that equipment and I had a knowledge of how to use it from being at Morgan state and being John, in, in that studio. Jonathan, I'm so glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. I speak to a lot of students who came in um, mm-hmm. after I did and they under the Wickham regime. Mm-hmm. Well, he's moved on to another position since, but, and I would say for me, I'm like, y'all don't realize how good y'all had it, you oh, know? Yes. And that's why, I can appreciate you, uh, you know, paving the way for me to have what I had. But, mm-hmm. you know, and this is what we want to see. We want to see the school evolve. We want to see evolution, you know. Yes. And, and I didn't know it was. To, so by me being a non-traditional student, right, mm-hmm. I had took time off and then getting back in school. I was just so happy to be back in class. The real Dwayne mm-hmm. Allen and I, we met in a TV studio class. And he said, I knew you was uh, happy to be back in school because you had the book mm-hmm. for every class. Because I, I have been in the workforce struggling mm-hmm. through retail, trying to get yep. promoted, not happening. And I said, I want to get into the field of TV production. And because mm-hmm. of that, I was able to grow and learn so much. So I'm glad you brought that up that, you know, you found out when you went in the workforce, you was able to learn mm-hmm. things. Um, what was um, so afterwards you um, so was it right after Morgan State, you went to Fox 45? Uh, pretty much. Um, you know, you talked about like, you talked about like paving the way and Mm -hmm. honestly, it, this has been the cycle that has been this department, this school for so many years, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's always been, you know, one of the strongest assets of the department has always been alumni. Yeah. So when I got, when I got to Morgan, there were OGs there for me who were at, who were at the local TV stations who came through Morgan. There was a group of, there were a group of Morganites who were just coming back to Baltimore from living in Los Angeles. You said from and Los Angeles? 
they, they kind of they moved back and started uh, to to build their career here, but they went yep. to, to LA, were working on different shows, and they honestly they came back to the area and were looking to just pass along that knowledge to that next group of Morganites, which was my group. So mm-hmm. uh brother by the name of Andre Tyler, uh Dexter Nixon had just come back uh just come back from LA and you know, yep. they were talking about the people that were in their group, like uh like Sam Art Williams, uh that's the name people all, will always put out there, and Dorian Spicer. They were working with that group who was and that group was working with like shows like Martin, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, mm-hmm. um uh Jamie Foxx show, things like that. So Shout out to Dexter because I, I I know Dexter. Oh, yeah. He's there now. Oh, De- Dexter's an OG. That's Dexter was my OG. Okay, when I, when okay. I got there, Dexter was my OG, <laughs> and he uh that that that's a good brother that I learned under when I was a student. Was mm-hmm. then able to work with him professionally for a couple of years, and now to this day, you know we still talk. You know his his oldest. I I was working with him when his oldest son was born. I remember I remember. Remember the day he left work when his wife went in went into labor. You know, wow. I, I remember that I was working with him. You know, that's a good, uh, like one of the best brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, but him, uh, Andre Tyler, Lenny Rice, uh, who I believe Lenny's at uh, uh, WMAR now. Okay, but those uh, those guys were just people you could always bounce off for information. When I wanted to get into editing, I could show them my tape and they could say, hey, you should do this. You should do this. When I wanted to get into shooting, I could show them my tape and they would give me they would give me advice. When I go out to uh, freelance, hey, mm-hmm. how much should I ask for? What should I what should I do? And they would always give me advice. And honestly, the only thing they ever asked for in return was to pay it forward. Yeah, so I got That's- into the. uh you know, when, when I got into uh, professional, when I finally landed on my feet professionally, I would then go back and then try to do the same thing. You know, um, mm. uh, the department used to have, and, and I wish they, I wish they'd bring it back. They used to have a, an alumni brunch during home. Yeah, day. yeah, and that used that used to be the dopest, man. It, we used to go and. And honestly, it would be years. It would just be, you know, you would go, they tell you, make a bunch of business cards and just go mingle, eat some breakfast and just talk with the OGs. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. And it was like, once once you graduated, it was like a rite of passage. Like, oh, word, I'm out of Morgan now. I got my degree. Now I'm an OG. Yep. <laughs> So I, would, so I remember I remember the first time, one of the first times I came back to the alumni brunch, that's where I met uh, uh, fr- a friend of yours, friend of mine, uh, uh, Michael Ramos. Mm-hmm. When she was still in school, she was getting ready to graduate. And, I'm, and I remember I, I, I helped her get one of her first jobs. And I nice. just felt so accomplished. I felt like it was full circle. I was so proud of I was just up there patting myself for the back. I don't know how much influence I might have had. All I did was give her a number to call. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there like, I'm helping the kids now. It's my yeah. turn. <laughs> what up? It's your boy Blue Magic, owner of Full Your Wear and one half of the Mixed Tag Show. 
Now, I know you've seen the announcements for some of your favorite podcasts in the wrestling. I've decided to expand my business to become a vendor so that people from the wrestling community have a better way to communicate with some of their favorites. So check out foyerway.com and see if your favorite podcast or wrestler has partnered up with me. If not, let them know that they should. Also, if you're looking for a vendor for your merchandise, reach out to me at Blue Magic Grind Spellhouse Sound on Twitter or Instagram or at For Your Wear, F-O-R-U-R-W-E-A-R, on Twitter and on Instagram. Shout out to Brian H. Waters and Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. Their merchandise are already up, and they're one of the first ones that supported. So go support them. All right? Peace. It's a great feeling, you know, when you can help people. And, and, you know, that was one of the things, like, reason why I did this podcast. I wanted to create it because... I looked at, you know, between the group chats and NABJ and I said, man, I'm blessed to be connected with so many great people that I want to hear their stories and also give them an opportunity to, uh, you know, inspire the next generation yeah. or inspire people. They, you know, people may say, all right, well, Brian got a podcast. Let me check it out. And then they learn something from my guests. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's always rewarding when I hear people say that this show has inspired them or even rejuvenated them. I've had people tell me that. And so, you know, it's a blessing. Um, how would you, uh, so you spent about what, seven years in Baltimore. Uh, let's right? see. I, I went, uh, got to, got to Morgan in 94. Oh yeah. Uh, I just said 94, post-college, but yeah. Yeah. Full, uh, got there in uh, 94, graduated, uh, 99. I stayed there till, uh, 2008, about 10 years 10 after years. graduation, I stayed down there. Mm-hmm. What, and what led you back home? Uh, got a job. Yeah. Got offered. Was that uh, the goal? I should say. Was that the goal to get back home eventually? Um, it was. It was a goal, not necessarily the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, opportunity. Uh, an opportunity presented itself to to come back to Philly. You know, that, that that was my home. But honestly, it was like it I would not have minded I would I would not have mind staying in Baltimore. I liked living in Baltimore. Baltimore was good to me. Okay. You know, I I it was it was never a point like I gotta get out of this town or or whatever. Just uh a opportunity presented itself. I jumped on it and just uh packed up my family. We moved back. Yeah man. Well I mean it's pretty cool you know like you said just to be able to i know for me i was like i want to go home uh-huh. <laughs> you know I, I wanted to go home but not only did you get a chance to come home but you know getting a chance to work in sports nbc regional networks but also getting to cover your teams yeah, yeah how was cool was that it was very good it, it, <laughs> it, it was very good i i started uh, I started well at the time it was Comcast Sportsnet, you know, it, it later became yeah. NBC Sports Philadelphia. I got there in October of 2008, so that was <laughs> the start of the Phillies uh, World Series run. Okay, that, that that was the start of the playoffs. Uh, my very first day on the job, uh, the Phillies had a game on the same day as the Eagles. And we did a live pregame show outside, uh, outside of what was then the Wachovia Center, mm-hmm. because you know in, in Philly all the arenas are right there in one area. You know, it's it, it's uh, Citizens Bank Park, it's the Link, uh, Lincoln Financial Field, and at the time it was Wachovia Center, which has now had like four names since then, but uh, it's Wells Fargo now. But uh, from from then on, I mean, it was just like that that month. 
covering the Phillies, and then they win a world. Then they win the World Series. So at that point, that was like all the justification I need. I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm this is where I'm supposed to be. This is this was the right move. I just watch, you know, I'm I'm here. I've been here a month, and I've just watched my baseball team win a championship. So that, mm-hmm. was, that was awesome. Uh, the, the job itself, <laughs> you know, the job itself wasn't. Uh, didn't necessarily pan out, you know, unfortunately. And that's probably, you know, that's a, a hurdle that you face because less than a year later, I was laid off from that job. Mm-hmm. But I was still, you know, I don't regret it. Don't regret moving. Don't regret the move. And I was still able to, you know, really use what, if anything, what I had learned at Morgan to kind of tread water until the next opportunity presented itself. Wow, that's awesome! You know, I, I was able to, you know, I was able to start my own company, mm-hmm. start doing more freelance work, start doing more, you know, uh, different things and 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 other ventures until until a better opportunity presented itself. Now, how uh, rewarding has it been for you to be able to create your own company? Um, it, it's it's good. I mean, it's very rewarding because you know, in in the end, I think. And, and you can you can speak to this t- yourself. You know, when you own your own product, when you when you have a level of ownership, there's a level of pride that you can take in that ownership. When you know that, you know, the buck stops with you. Mm-hmm. You know, there, a court. You know, I, I have a couple of I, I do a couple of podcasts. I have a radio station. I might not have the reach of like uh, the Breakfast Club or or you know, you know Ricky Smiley or whatever. But in the end, my show is my show. Right. I own it. It's mine. It belongs to me. And that gives you a sense of uh, of justification. That gives you a sense of vindication that, you know, it, it, it because that's a level of ownership that sometimes the more popular and uh, more recognizable names just don't have. You know, they mm-hmm. might get frustrated because they can't say what they want to say. I have a microphone. I have a voice. I say whatever I want. You know, mm-hmm. and if, you know, if, if people feel it, people feel it. You know, I, I have a rate. I have a radio station. I, I operate a radio station. I play the music I like, you know, and, and in the end, I think I have a, a, a good enough ear, a good enough taste for music that people play. Oh, man, you know, you play good stuff. You do all right. Yeah, and, and for me, and and honestly, and and that's and that's the justification. That's that's what makes it enjoyable. That's what for me, like that. That's what keeps you going. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, man. Um, you know, when you, how do you uh like with music, right? Because it's one of those things where it's so versatile, especially nowadays. Like before we depended on the radio to learn about people for the most part. And then obviously you had cable TV nowadays. It's, I mean, unfortunately in the hip hop world, and I don't listen to nowhere near as much hip hop as I used to, but Mm -hmm. you hear about a rapper that died. I didn't even know they was a rapper, but then they got like a million followers. How do you stay updated? I know you play a lot of the stuff that, you know, I grew up on. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. like I said, you know, you got me through a lot of mornings. But how do you like stay updated just to make sure you know know whether or not something you want to add to the rotation? Um, I, I mean, honestly, I 
it, it comes across and and because I have an audience that is mm. pretty much my age and older. Okay. You know, you I, I know that if there's someone I'm not familiar with, chances are they're not familiar with them either. Mm-hmm. And and I and I I admit sometimes it, it it will make you a little late on some people. Like I, I admit I probably I it's not even probably I, I added Nipsey hustle music after he passed away. Mm-hmm. Like there was some time like, Hey, let me read up on this guy and let me listen to some songs. I'm like, Oh, this man made, you know, he made a couple good, you know, a couple good records, but honestly, you know, the, the truth of the matter is there's a lot of people in my, you know, in my audience who weren't familiar with him. Right. And for me, it's like, I play, I try to play good music. So if it's something that, if it's something that I feel like my audience would listen to, then we'll play it. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're not beholden to a lot of sponsors or record labels or whatever, you know, we'll pretty much play whatever you ask for. Right. Somebody hits us up and say, Hey, I want to play. You know, sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta draw the line. <laughs> That's true. You, gotta, you know, you gotta draw a line sometimes, but for the most part, somebody call, hits me up and says, Hey, can you play this? You know, I don't have the audience yet to just be like, nah, you know, I, I ain't playing that. Mm-hmm. Unless it's unless it's just really corny, you know, some some really whack. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I'll play it. And if it's good, I'll keep it in the rotation. If it's not, then you won't hear it again. Nah, but yeah, the music is good, man. Like like I said, I definitely appreciate it. You know, somebody I, who hey, you know it's 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 music for music lovers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I, I was some you know I came up on you know late eight late 80s all the 90s you know mm-hmm. 90s is my wheelhouse yeah but then you know early 2000s 2010s that's pretty you know that that's that's where I was at and I I would hear people like people have dabbled in the whole throwback uh genre before but I used but when I was talking to them like looking for advice on how to build this, uh, the playlist and how to build the sound, they would always say, you know, what, when it comes to these stations and and especially the ones you know run by big corporate conglomerates, they would pigeonhole them. They would say, mm-hmm. hey, you can only do from this time period. And for yeah. me, you know, like, and, and, and you could attest to this, you know, you might have a, you know, you might have a core genre or a core time that you like. But that, you know, you still like other things. Like, you can like the 90s. You could live in the 90s and say, hey, 90s was my music. But there was still a lot of music in the 80s that you liked. Yep. <laughs> you know, and there a lot of music in the 2000s. It's like, yes, you can like, you know, you, you can be, you can like your Biggie. You can like your Pac. You know, you can like Jay-Z and Nas. But you also like Big Daddy Kane. You know, you also mm-hmm. like Run DMC. You also like Houdini. You know, you you could you could play those and you can mix those in and still be good. And you can play Houdini. You can play Run DMC. You can play Big Daddy Kane. But know what? You can also play Dipset. You know, people yep. won't mind if you slide one or two Soldier Boy records in there. Not a lot, but you know, one or two slides of Soldier <laughs> Boy up in there. You know. You can like Jay-Z, you can like Nas, but you can also throw a Drake record in there every now and then, you know, a few, one or two future records every every now and then. It can happen. Mm-hmm. But it was like, 
But it, it, I, I used to, there was a lot of stuff that, like, for me, when it came time, I wanted to give a voice and I wanted to provide an outlet for music that I enjoyed that I felt like didn't get enough, didn't get enough uh, shine, didn't get enough attention. Like right. I've always been a Christian, always been a Christian hip hop fan. That's you know, mm-hmm. I've, well, I, you know that's, that's a lie. I haven't always been a Christian hip hop fan, but you know, I, I've, I I became a Christian hip hop fan, and I felt like at the time there wasn't enough outlets for it. Like you saw the rise of gospel FM radio, mm-hmm. and you, you liked it and you appreciated it. You, you know, you liked your Kurt Franklin, you liked your Fred Hammond, you know, you you, you like you you like your James Fortune, but. Like they're, they're not playing enough Lecrae, they're not playing enough Trip Lee, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and and even then, you know, it's like there's there's more, and you knew there was more to Christian hip hop than just Reach Records, you right? Know, you want to play a little, you want to play some Lamp Mode, you know, you want to play some Cross Movement, you know. <laughs> and, and and I was sitting up there, and I, I'm like, okay, my radio station has a Chris, uh, a Christian hip hop show. Mm-hmm. You know, we play Christian hip hop when we do gospel music. You going to hear Christian hip hop in the gospel music. You know, you going like you listen to the gospel, uh, the gospel music on Sundays. There's going to be, you know, early Andy Minio. You know, mm-hmm. like when he was yeah. C Light Ambassador and, and, and the Truth and things like that. You know, you, you going to hear that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, big bro. Before we get you out of here. I gotta okay. ask you a question. I know, I'm, ta- I'm taking all your time, man. I'm enjoying. Oh this. no, you okay? Okay, but you know, I'm, I'm basking in this. I, I, I know where to go, man. man I'm definitely, definitely uh, it's, appreciate it's like this, that. Look, I, you know, I'm, I'm like you. I, 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 mm-hmm. I ask the questions. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. over here. I'm, I'm usually on the other side of the. Interview, I know. So I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, I'm enjoying this moment while I have it. Oh, oh! Trust me, it's gonna be more because I gotta get you on for some wrestling talk too. So oh, you know, you yes, coming over yes, to the yeah, room too. Coming, yeah, he coming up, and you go, uh, and you know, it's in Philly. Uh, was uh, next next year? year uh huh. So you know, look, you gonna come by the crib, man? You gonna come by? We gonna break bread or something? Oh, definitely, definitely. All right. Um, <laughs> I gotta ask you this question. Um, when you look back at your career, when yeah. did you break through the glass ceiling? When was the moment where you realized? You was I, I know you're not arrogant, but what was the moment you realized I'm pretty good at this? Um, goodness, uh, I, I, I guess there were there were a couple of times because in, in everything that you do, you mm-hmm. know, and some when you operate, well, I guess when you operate on on a smaller scale. But you try to be consistent with that when people notice what you're doing. You know, when it came to radio, it was when established artists started reaching out to me to break their music. Nice. You know, it was uh, when 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 artists I was listening to when art when when people were saying, "Hey, I got this record. Can you get this on for me?" And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" I used to play your CDs. Or I shouldn't even say I used to. I play your CDs in my car or MP3s, whatever. I listen to your music in your car. I would give you my $17 to listen to your music. And now you're giving me a record to play on my radio station. So for them, it, it was that. Also, you know, 
when it came to when it came to doing podcasts, um, you know, I started on my own because I was trying to jumpstart my career, and you know, I was working at the time I was working at Comcast Sportsnet, but I did I knew that I had to operate outside of them. But when mm-hmm. people from who were working there wanted to be on my podcast, yeah. they saying, hey, you know, like I think for me, the formula had always been, you know, I, I would reach out to like the fan sites and uh, things like that. People on social media or whatever, and ask them, did they want to be on as guests? And then yeah. I was going behind the scenes. I was asking the writers. I was asking uh, the producers, did they want to come on the show? Because I knew, you know, the talent was on another level. And then mm-hmm. a lot of people who were talent, a lot of on-air people were watching me operate. And then they'd come up to me like, hey, man, you know, I see your podcast. How come you haven't asked me to come on? And I was shocked. Yeah. So it was like, like once I started doing that, once I had a couple former athletes on, a couple uh, – uh, former Eagles have come on my show. People who I've cheered for, people who I've liked. So for me, that was that gla- that glass ceiling. And then just keeping, you know, as you continue continue to work, as you continue to grind, you know, I'm, I I have been fortunate in the fact that for, I've pretty much been feeding my family off TV money now for almost thirty years. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's so like just just to be able to continue to even when you're down, be able to navigate a way back up. That's that's breaking a glass ceiling for me, knowing that, you know, I've I've been down, but I've always gotten back up. There's always been a way to get back up. So, like, for me, that's, that's a glass ceiling in itself because I've seen people fall down and not get back up. I've seen people be chased away from this industry, be chased away from this business. So, for me... The fact that I, I haven't had to go anywhere. That's yeah. the blessing, and that's the that's that's the glass ceiling I broke through. Man, look, like I said earlier, man, I really I appreciate you, obviously, Thank for you. coming on. But I Thank definitely you. appreciate you know your support. You you're doing what you want to do. You're paying it forward, man. And you know your family is blessed to have you. Uh, you know, a good I'm brother. Make sure they see that. I'm gonna, <laughs> sure, I'm gonna sit them all down and make sure you make sure they see that part. Yeah, and and I'm gonna put it like this. Look, say that again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, your family is truly, truly blessed to have you. Um, you know, the podcast is brought to you by Four Year Wear and Symphony of the Balloons, you know, Mm -hmm. but you didn't pay me to say what I just said. (laughs) Um, you know, I like I said, I just appreciate you know everything that you've done. Um, I appreciate, you know, and, and and it's fun watching you. I see how proud you are of your children, you know, and just to see that and it's amazing, man. And we need more. We always beat down other people. We talked about your quarterback. Um, and, 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 you know, the brother OJ Spivey was on a few weeks ago and he was saying how being in the locker room and that representation, how important it is because there's always the same story. The, the sexy story is what my quarterback had come from a single mother, right? Lamar Jackson, because he's going he to resign. He's going to resign. But I'll say this. If he don't, I'm gone. <laughs> I, I'm done. My, my Ravens fandom ends. But oh, wow. OK. But, th- you know, that's the, the, the sexy stories. Right. Yeah. But we need to showcase the positive black men stories as well. And, you know, like I said, I'm proud to be, you know, connected to you. Love you, bro. And I appreciate everything you appreciate do, man. You, man. 
Thank you, man. And, and it's it, because it, it, the stories are out there. Now, don't mm-hmm. let people tell you otherwise. They're you yeah. know, it's like you know, I, I I don't I don't believe that there are a shortage of of good positive black men. There might be a shortage of spotlight, there shortage of people showing them, but they're out there. We're out there, you mm-hmm. know, and and so. You know, just don't. You know, if if I may quote the song, don't, don't believe the hype. There you go. We're out. We're out there. All you know, and it's like I'm not. Sometimes I I, I don't necessarily call myself or think of myself as, as as a good black father. I'm just a father. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and honestly, all I've all I've ever done is do I do what my what my dad did. Yeah. You know, I I came from a good father. Likewise, my father came from a good father, mm-hmm. and I watched both of them. You know, you know. I watched both of them over the years. You know, my, my father's still there. So like, I, I still watch him. You know, amazing. My, my, Me too. So, so all I'm, you know, all, all I'm trying to do is be the man that my father was, and who, and all he ever did was try to be the father, his, be the man his father was. So you know, we and, out here. It's, it's not, a, you know. I'm glad you brought I'm, that up. You know, it's, it's that's how. It, it's amazing, you know, because it's supposed to be generations. It's supposed to be like yeah. that, you know. My um. My dad's father was gone by the time I was born. He died in December to me born, being born that August. My mother's father was here for the first four and a half years of my life, but mm-hmm. he was a great father, you know, and now I try to do the same thing with my children, you know, mm-hmm. because I look at it as their blessings. They didn't ask to be here and, yep, you know, yep. I enjoy it. So, mm-hmm. you know, but man, let the people know where they can find you for those who listening and not watching. Man, well, okay. Well, look, man, one, you can find me every uh, weekday, two to six on phillygoflow.com. It's the mm-hmm. grown folks groove. If you like good throwback music, I got you. Check me out 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. on the p.m. workflow. That's Monday through Friday. I play good music phillygoflow.com you can follow them facebook instagram twitter at phillygoflow you can also check me out with my man mike jones on the jonesy and brown show we'll talk mm-hmm. philly sports you know we might talk some sports from your town wherever wherever you at just let us know and you know if you some interesting going on we'll talk about it but that's uh jonesy and brown three words one long title <laughs> jonesy and brown uh that's at bitwsports.com. That's the podcast. And if you're on Twitter, check me out, JLB from DVM. I'm, I'm out here. I'm in these streets. Yeah, <laughs> Be outside, Joe. I'm outside. I stay outside. Yeah. It's cold outside. Got the hoodie on because I stay outside. So, yeah. you know, if you're on Twitter, you say, hey, man, I heard you on Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, and I like what you said. Hit me up. Or if you want to say, hey, man, I heard you're breaking through glass ceilings. I thought everything you said was some crap, man. Hit me <laughs> up. We'll talk about it. You heard what he said. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure y'all follow Jonathan. And remember, do not let anyone place a ceiling above your success. So long, everybody. Peace, y'all. Thank you for listening to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. You can support this podcast by going on foryourwear.com. Go to personalities and see Brian H. Waters. There you can get breaking through glass ceilings t-shirt or a hoodie, as well as a no ceilings above success t-shirt. Go to foryourwear.com. Make sure you also check out some of the other podcasters and professional wrestlers as well.